All right, so we're going to get started, and we're just going to let everyone know that in the background, if you hear a squeaky toy, you do actually hear a squeaky toy. <laughs> we, have a, we have a couple special guests today. <laughs> One is Jillian's dog, Flavio. Yes. The squeaky toy squeaker. Yes. He's right behind me right now, shaking it, making friends with it. Tearing uh, it apart, hopefully not swallowing it. <laughs> TBD. We also have another really special guest. Um with us today. No, but I was going to say, maybe we should introduce ourselves again in oh, case this okay. is the first time. You so this is, should. <laughs> yeah. right? So this Nobody, is the, yeah, for the new listeners. Oh yeah, And also totally. just every time. Every time, right? Yeah. yeah. So this is Remote Runners Podcast. Welcome back, or welcome if for this the first is your time. first time. I'm Megan. And I'm Jillian. And we're so glad you're here listening with us. And we are the leaders of RTA Women's Running Club's remote chapter. Woo! <laughs> and with us today, we have one of our newest remote members. She was formerly part of the Sacramento chapter, mm. and she's here with us today. We're so excited because she's traveling through town. <laughs> Miss Allie Caminiti, if you can hear me over the squeaker, also known as Tiny But Mighty Runner. Right? Is it Tiny But yeah. Mighty Runner? Yeah, yeah, that is correct. Thank Hi. you. Although I also just realized that I might be joining the Arate San Francisco Peninsula oh. chapter. When was, then we're not going to broadcast this. <laughs> <laughs> this is not getting posted. Wait, so have you guys decided that's where you're going to go and be for a while? Yeah, so we are looking for apartments on Wait, Sunday. Can we give a little backstory as to what you've been doing? Sure. So we can, like, since yeah. the Sacramento chapter days? Yes, okay, so we sold our house in September and have been driving around the country for the past five months. And and we is who? We is, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Me, my husband, Matt, and my daughter, Rue, and our bulldog, Roger. Um, and we have been extending our trip month at a time because we are waiting until Matt has to return to the office mm. post like COVID shut down like work remote forever mm -hmm. shenanigans <laughs> so they dated february 28th as his return to office so we have to like basically find a place to live oh. by the end of the month or okay. like beginning of march okay and today's february 18th so you basically have 10 days yeah so we're looking at five apartments on sunday and then <laughs> sunday as in today's friday you're driving up there tomorrow oh, saturday boy. and you're viewing all these apartments oh no on we are sunday. driving up there on sunday Oh, oh. We were just early. We had the butt crack and dawn. Yeah. Wow. Okay. For yeah. everyone else listening, that's about five hours from mm -hmm. where we're sitting in this moment. We but it's chill. planned our um, first appointment to be at 2.30 in the afternoon, so hopefully Smart. we'll make it, make it on time. Smart. You probably um, shouldn't hit any traffic going up that time. On a Sunday morning. Oh, okay, because yeah. I, I didn't be even think about that. <laughs> it'll be a very pretty drive, too, oh, it's because beautiful. everything's green now. Because it actually rained a yep. little bit. Mm-hmm. It and you beautiful. drive through Slow, which has all those big green hills, if you've ever driven through there before. That's really pretty. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it's coastal, too, especially mm -hmm. north of here. Cool. So. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't be a bad drive. It would be pretty, if anything. Okay, now that we have blankets and we're not going to freeze, um, we want to circle back up, Allie, and hear your story about how you found Arte and when you originally joined the Sacramento chapter and you've already explained why you're now part of remote because you guys have been on the road so yes. when did you find us um so I ran a race on Super Bowl Sunday in I think it was 2017 and I saw like just all these women in 
um, like, I think they were wearing teal shirts. They were all wearing the same shirts. And I was like, who are you guys? Like, <laughs> this crew of women. Um, and I ended up talking to one of them and asking what this team was. And she put me in touch with Tamara. And um, yeah, then Tamara got in touch. We, we chatted a little bit and then I joined that spring. Awesome. Yeah, and I think that, I want to say it was 2017, but I kind of feel like it might have been 2018 now. Hmm. I'm trying to think of, because was it the same year that I met you at the Runcation up in Tahoe? Yes. That was the same year? That was the same year. It might have been 2018 then. Okay. Yeah, or like whatever the second year was, because I remember we had started the remote chapter, or at the time it was Santa Barbara chapter. Mm. We didn't know we were going to be remote. That sort of evolved over time. Okay. And then I think it was the second year we did the runcation in mm-hmm. Tahoe, which we should probably talk about that. That was so fun. That's when we first met and yeah. first bonded. Yeah, we really bonded pretty hard that day, too. Yeah, and I remember it was mostly over height. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think all of us here are not... Is anybody over 5'2"? Me. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm 5'3". Giant. You're 5'3". You're 5'2"? Five and a half inch. Five and a half inch. And I'm 4'11 and three quarters. Thank you very much. It's funny because... <laughs> shut up. Are you kidding You're not right even now? five? I'm not joking. I'm like just a bit shy of five. It's just I have you know, such a big personality. And the hair. And <laughs> big curly hair. That's right. Everybody's like, you're 5'4". I'm like, I am so five not. 5'4". Lies. I would never assume that. It's funny because I feel like there's so many people in our... in. Arte that are short that when we take pictures together nobody actually realizes how short we are right and then I'll show them to somebody like like Matt my boyfriend he's like do you only hang out with short people (laughs) and then there's like the stereotype oh short people have short legs like it must be harder for them to run fast kind of thing and I was like I'm like no (laughs) no No, not you So the, so the yeah, definitely not true. So Tahoe Runcation, mm-hmm. what was your favorite part? Do you remember? What was my favorite part? I actually loved the yoga with Ray. Yeah. Um, that was so awesome. It was probably almost an hour. Yeah. Out on this beautiful deck that overlooked like the mountains, and I think we had a view of the lake too, of Donner Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. It was gorgeous nice. up in um, Truckee. And, oh, my God. And I feel like, no, this is not a good part. But I remember seeing a dead bear. <gasps> oh, wow. In the road. Oh. On the way up. It was horrible. Oh, oh I've never sad. seen that before. It was it's really, really sad. sad. It's really depressing. But then we got there and we were, like, happy again because everybody was so nice. And Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up again. Make you relive that. <laughs> oh, my God. Sad. That is sad. That Tahoe, or that uh, yoga session was really beautiful. It was amazing she's also just an amazing human being ray is she a sacramento member yeah okay Okay. so you got to know her personally yeah i only knew her from the yoga session i remember though when we would wake up in the cab and the cabin was huge slept by 40 women we all were in there like easily i didn't stay over i only went for the day it was so fun. We had like four different women to a room. And there was a plunge pool. There was a plunge pool. I got in it. That it was icy was, cold. Yeah. There was a hot tub. But I remember I would get up. There was a bunch of, you know, obviously early risers. We would all go get our coffee and we all sat on that deck and we watched the sunrise. It was awesome. What a gem. Yeah, that it was is good. amazing. I need to recreate Relive. this. Yeah, yeah, there has yeah. to be another. Minus the dead bear. Yeah. yeah no, no dead bears. No. Mm-mm. So how, before you joined Arte, how long had you been running? Like, what's your running background? Okay, so um, 
I started running in middle school and that was largely because my mom didn't want me to play lacrosse because she thought I was gonna like have a heart attack or something or like little does she know (laughs) um but yeah so she kind of like pushed me in the direction of running which I definitely like track or yeah um so I started running then but I played field hockey also in the fall and then I quit field hockey one year to do cross country and then I only did cross country one year and then went back to field hockey um and I did field hockey and track my freshman year of college and Mm -hmm. then I quit everything largely because I was just like partying and kind of just like living the normal college life college yeah yeah Yeah. and like didn't it's hard to be a college athlete I think like there's just so much pressure with trying to enjoy your college experience and also keep up with all the demands of yeah you know being a college athlete I, I mean I totally agree with that and I also feel like a big part of so like I definitely didn't do as well in college as I did in high school um performance wise even like because it's just numbers and track right so like yeah. my numbers like weren't hitting mm-hmm. like what they were in high school and I realize now when I know more about like nutrition and stuff that I ate trash like my mm-hmm. whole it's hard like not high to school and college like I had mm-hmm. no idea how to nourish myself yeah. at all and yeah. was just eating like complete garbage yeah. and probably not enough of anything yeah, yeah. and just not being, enough like, I'm gonna have one <laughs> giant meal a day mm-hmm. and it's like gonna be a huge omelet and like 18 <laughs> coffees <laughs> like, was, you know what I mean like yeah. I ate there was no way I could be like a college athlete I definitely had yeah. no idea what I was doing yeah so um, where was growing up where was the middle school high school days and then where was college um so I grew up on Long Island in New York hence the accent <laughs> you know love but, it but then I went to college outside of Boston and I seriously got made fun of quite a bit I mean it was all in fun but I kind of like muted it a little bit like just kind of like Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't as aggressive. Compared to the Boston accent? <laughs> they, seriously, you would be surprised. Like, they don't even, when everybody else sounds the same and you're the only one who sounds yeah, totally. different, they kind of would, would like, you know, point me out. Um, but I didn't think that I sounded that bad. <laughs> no, you don't sound bad. I don't think either of you sound bad. I just hear the East Coast. That's all. Mm, okay. I don't mean it as a, yeah, I don't think fun you do you. either. But I'm those de- Bostonites, they really did. Well, they are massholes. I'm definitely <laughs> used to getting the, wait, where are you from? Like the first couple of years I'm in California and now that some of it's fading a little bit, it's. Once I start drinking the wine, it's like, okay. Oh, yeah. Like, she's from Philly. You get a little booze, <laughs> and it comes out hard. Oh, yeah. Good work. Maybe you're on it before. Okay, so, Allie, can you tell us a little bit how your coaching started? Like, where, who, who was the first sure. person you started to coach, and how did that begin? Oh, my gosh. Actually, Ashley McDaniel was my – no, she might have been my second athlete. She Arte. Um, she just joined Arte, um, Sacramento. Awesome. Um. But, yeah, it was kind of like I – oh, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. I coached the um, Tunnel to Towers marathon team for New York City for, like, three years um, and then started coaching, mm-hmm. um, like, like individual clients. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so how did I get into coaching? Yeah. Um, what made you want to get into coaching, like, one-on-one? Oh, yeah. So um, I – kind of felt like that was my natural role in like 
our group, like if somebody had a question or something about training or like why something was happening, like why a workout was a certain way or whatever. Um, and I have always, like since I got more into running, I've been like just like a, a fly. No, wait, a moth to a flame, right? <laughs> <laughs> a fly on the wall or a moth to a flame? A moth to a flame with regard to books, like, about oh, yeah. training. And, like, yeah. I just love reading literally anything that has anything to do with running and, like, yeah. how you do it. Um, and so I had, like, this knowledge base and I wanted to get certified as a run coach mm-hmm. in order to – and I kind of thought I should be doing this and it kind of blends, like – the best of my skill set as an art therapist Mm -hmm. um, and my passion, which is um, running, obviously. Mm -hmm. And not to say that art therapy didn't blend those two things also, because it was like art, which I love, and psychology, which Mm -hmm. I love. Um, But I was definitely getting burnt out on the art therapy in the prison Um, so I needed to kind of shift and like pivot a little bit. Um, so I feel like I still am able to use my skill set as a therapist and like kind of a, Mm -hmm. um, like talk, like being relatable with humans. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also engage with running too, which is like something I just love so much and I want to, you know, help bring that to other people as well. I mean, you touched on a little bit, your background, your education and what you were doing before being just a running coach but I mean for everyone who doesn't know the story could you talk about just a little bit what it was like working in the prison what your role was what your education is in yeah so my undergrad was in uh visual arts and then I was a minor in uh philosophy and psychology and then my and also business, which was just, like, to appease my dad. <laughs> hey, dad. <laughs> Check the box. I'll take those 12 credits. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We got this. Um, I totally failed financial account. Well, I didn't fail. I got, like, a C in financial accounting, and that was um, Unacceptable my dad's dad. accountant. Oh. <laughs> I was like, dad, how come you couldn't help me with this? So in his, in his, in his right? view, you failed. <laughs> totally. Um, but, yeah, so... I had my undergrad in art, and then I actually started going to grad school the year after um, college. I also graduated a year early, so I was, like, kind of younger. Yeah. Um, So I started going to grad school for art education to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And after two weeks, I was like, this is not my life path. Yeah. This is, like, not for me at all. Yeah. So I ended up dropping out and then had to – and decided that I wanted to – get into art therapy because I started working in um, a mental health residence for adults with mental illness and um, it was just a 24-hour supervised um, site and so I would just kind of like uh, make sure they were all okay. Um, Wow thank you. A lot of people don't I mean I feel like a lot of people don't want to do that job and there's not enough of those services out there and I'm always like so thankful when I run across people who do that for a living. Thank you. For oh doing my that. god, you are so mm-hmm. kind. Well, I feel like it's such an. I mean, you look at homeless population anywhere in California, and so much of it relates back to mental health, and there's just mm, not yeah. enough services. And so, thank you. I wish more yeah. people. I mean, did I it. wish there were more services. Thank you yeah. for your well. service for people. Exactly, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Please, I'm not that great. <laughs> um, because it was really difficult for a lot of these pe- these adults mm-hmm. to get those spots in these homes. Yeah, because they're so Um, limited, yeah. Really limited. And it it is, a lot of it is about not having, like, the financial resources to, like, keep that going and operating. Um, 
So yeah, so I started working there and was like, I can do this. Like I really like working with people who are suffering from mental illness. Yeah. Um, but I needed to get my um, psych credits mm-hmm. um, in order to get into grad school. Um, so, but I also didn't want to just like go to the community college where I was at and be like at home with my parents because I always wanted to study abroad. Mm. So I ended up studying abroad after I had already graduated to get my psych credit. So I spent six months in Brighton in the UK. Mm. Um, it was awesome. Did you run all over the UK? No, I didn't. I (laughs) didn't do anything. I basically didn't run from like when I quit track until like 2013 2014 wow so that was like five or six years yeah that I just didn't I would do like fun runs like I'd do like yeah. a turkey trot but I was I didn't like, run every day. Marathon? Did you, but did you run at all even just for fitness at all or no. exercise at all I not at all much didn't and so how did you get back into it Oh my god, you guys. Just right <laughs> a great segue right into that, huh? So, um, one of my did we finish the last question? Well wait, I was gonna say you got to the part where you were doing your site credits mm-hmm. in the UK and then Oh, so I I needed those credits in order to go to grad school for art therapy. Yeah. Um, so then I did that. That took two years. Um and then I uh ended up working in a city hospital in New York for a couple of years. Um, and in other hospitals, usually in inpatient psych, um, and then also had a private practice on the side. Um, and then we decided to move to California. And so I ended up applying for jobs in the state in California and ended up working at one of the prisons. Wow. Um, and I was there for six years. Wow. So when you were in the prison setting, what, what was art therapy like for for you and for somebody you were working with? What did, what did that look like? Um, so a lot of it is group treatment. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everything is group treatment because it's like how much, how many people can we like serve in this duration of time? Yeah. And everything is focused around one room. So like there are individual cells, uh-huh. but then there's only one room that everything happens in. So that's right. like where treatment team conferences happen, where uh-huh. like your a whole team is sitting with the patient. Uh-huh. Um, and that's where like um, art therapy groups happen, psychology groups happen, right. um, social workers, whatever. Every group, everything happens in this one room. So it's all about managing that room yes. for the services. Wow. Yeah. So, um, it was, I mean, also materials are quite limited. Yeah. Um, just because we were not allowed to use any kind of materials that could be, like um, weapons or mm-hmm, become yeah. a weapon or that anything like three dimensional that they could use to like jam a lock oh. um, or anything like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And then a lot changed the last, uh, pretty much the last one to two years, I think, because I used to work for the Department of State Hospitals. So the Department of State Hospitals um, had certain wings of prisons, of like this prison that I was in. Um, So we would get the patients who um, were acutely mentally ill and Mm -hmm. needed to be housed separately from like the general population. Right. right. Um, And then we got taken over. So DSH... Department of State Hospitals. Yeah, for like 20 years. And things were going really well. And then they, uh, CDCR, the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, absorbed DSH. Oh. 
so they started kind of dictating everything and like a lot of policy stuff changed Um. um and with that also a lot of safety stuff changed mm, okay. um so it was like a it was more focused on safety less on treatment it was less safe for us when it was dsh it was less safe for um the staff. staff and i would say also for the inmates it was more like a regular prison setting rather yeah. than a space for um a vulnerable population right um, right which is what it was before and then also as it became absorbed by cdcr the population itself changed as well so we had less um there i mean there were some really severely mentally ill people but there was also a very high rate of um people who uh, maybe weren't as like access one like maybe not as quite as severely mentally ill like more um personality personality disordered okay. and perhaps were malingering and like not in need of a single cell as much as um some people wow yeah you know what i mean like yeah do, does that make sense yeah the way that yeah okay. so it's like they started to mix the population in a way they probably shouldn't have it was like changing the like the care that was being given and then also their own safety with each other yeah absolutely and with um the staff as well um yeah it i felt significantly less safe yeah um than i had previously when it was dsh but that's also the patients also got a lot more out of cell time when it was cdcr versus dsh however the quality of groups that they were receiving were way better when it was dsh Hmm. largely i think because the staff wasn't as um run ragged with having to provide like such innumerable groups a day you know like we were just like back to back and that's why it also kind of felt a little less safe because we were all like burning out and overworked Yeah. yeah and it just wasn't um it definitely pushed me to yeah. want to leave. Wow. Yeah. And be done with that. And so setting. that played into the decision to become like a quote unquote full-time coach. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also like COVID was happening as mm-hmm. well. Um, so I started coaching in 2020 mm-hmm. and for personal coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also pregnant. So I, in my mind, I was like, I'm not going back to this prison after I have this baby yeah and because my soul will just like be slowly sucked out of my nose (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. it will be horrible and I will be a horrible person like to come home to a child and I can't be that way yeah um so yeah so I also was thinking I need to number one not be in a prison when I mm-hmm. return to work and also COVID is going right. on I don't exactly want to like go to a hospital in general yeah. yeah um so whatever I can do to like create a situation for myself that I um am in charge of and yeah and can like work from home and do things yeah. the way mm-hmm. that it best More serves me yeah. Yeah. yeah and safer yeah safest yeah, for, for sure. you and Rue Totes, totes my goats. Totes my goats. And so I have one question about how, like, how has your, you becoming a coach impacted you as a runner? Wow. That's a really good question. Deep. That is a deep question. How has me becoming a coach impacted me as a runner? Well, I think I, so I had a coach before I became a coach. Mm-hmm. And I think I was 
a lot more a lot less trusting than I am now. Mm. Now I feel like I'm completely trusting of my coach currently. Um, and very, but I think that's also something that I, I hold dear is making sure that you're with a person mm-hmm. that you're like, I jive with you and I have a good relationship and like rapport and I can like buy into what you're yeah. doing here. I and believe like, in you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, and it, it has to go both ways, yeah. you know? Um, and I think I am way less critical and also think less about what the, what my coach is giving me. I'm just like, I trust this. I'm just going to do whatever it says on the paper. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Um, whether it comes out good or bad, like I, it doesn't, it just has to get done. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I think before I would like scrutinize a lot. Um, and now I'm just like, I don't have like this space or energy Mm -hmm. to, or like time to like scrutinize or like my decision fatigue would Mm -hmm. go through the roof. If I like thought a lot about every, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) We talk about decision fatigue. It works so much right now. And I'm like, yes, 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 and yes. It's totally a real thing. Uh And I feel like, duh, like freaking Steve Jobs, right? Wore the same outfit every day. Yeah. This is real. Like oh, smart yeah. people recognize that that like you cannot waste time like making uh-uh. all and like energy thinking all these thoughts no, about things no. that don't like really matter that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um yeah. Okay, so. I have another coaching question. Mm-hmm. What brings you the most joy about coaching your athletes? Ooh. Um seeing like positive changes in them as people. So something like recently that has started happening, um, like I have a one athlete who is, she has a tear in her labrum, in her hip. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is like management of pain, but she is going to have surgery. Mm-hmm. And up to the point of like accepting that this is something she needs to manage pain-wise by doing prehab and like rehab stuff in order to keep doing what she loves of running, Uh, and like not be in pain all the time um up to the point of that acceptance it was like a struggle and it was like she would get building habits really hard right yeah it's hard for a while and then it's like the easiest thing ever because you just become yeah you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she would do the hard part of it over and over and over and over again so it was like this is hard this is always really hard because you never got over the hump of when mm-hmm. it got, became easy, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and once she got over that hump, and we had that conversation too, and then she, something clicked in her and she just built and developed that habit and was like, I can do this. I'm just going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it sucks for like the first X amount of days. Mm-hmm. And then because I'm like tired or I'm like uh, stressed or like I, whatever it is, like there's always an, a million excuses. But until she accepted, like, this is just something I'm going to have to do, she would not make the habit. Mm -hmm. And seeing her, like, be happy every day that she gets to move and be without pain Mm -hmm. is kind of amazing, you Mm -hmm. know? Because she's, like, she views herself so differently now. Mm -hmm. Before, it was, like, this concept of her identity was not able to be, like, brought to fruition. Where she was, like, I'm not a runner because I'm not doing this and I'm in pain all the time and I'm not running you know Mm -hmm. and so like now she can totally like hold 
that aspect of her identity and self and like it feels genuine to her now rather than before Mm -hmm. when it was like she felt like a phony or something right you know now she's like i'm not only a runner but i'm a runner who's versed in prehab to prevent pain (laughs) (laughs) i know what's up (laughs) and she's just like it's like you said it's just establishing the habit is the hardest part yeah because once you get into the routine it's like you just get up and go yeah yeah um and then once you disrupt that routine like even for a couple days it's like it's hard to restart totally totally yeah and like so much of this is about building habits and like everything doesn't have to be about being super inspired and like motivated and like because that it is really fleeting a lot of the time yeah I was just gonna say comes and goes yeah it's not a reliable source of um like reason for action you Mm -hmm. know um and then I have this other guy that I'm thinking of too who he every run is like a complaint about something and like this just everything's horrible all the time and so I asked him to just write one thing that he's proud of and he's like that's a tall order he started yeah. doing this and and I was like it doesn't matter even if it's real right now like just like find something it i'm proud that i wrote down this, these words yeah exactly <laughs> like it could be anything yeah, yeah. um and now they're becoming like more deep and meaningful and like mm-hmm. he really is finding things that he's proud of in in himself and like allowing that to take up more space than like these kind of very minor things that don't actually hold hold much water Mm -hmm. that he was like focusing so much on Mm -hmm. that just became magnified as these like negatives in his head you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so as I hear you talk about what your different athletes are working through or successes or even struggles I can't help but think back to like your education what you were just talking about like patient therapy and your psych education like how do you think all those experiences have translated like do you do you feel like you still do a little bit of therapy um, absolutely I will <laughs> I will totally vouch for that one well and for me personally too like I think you're basically my coach therapist. I've heard at least five people <laughs> oh, tell wait. me that oh wait I don't even think we said at the beginning that oh, by the way Allie coaches both, both of us, us. <laughs> jinx okay wait keep going now you can answer that um what was the question how do you feel like your your background in psych therapy is translated to coaching um I I really feel like it has it's translated well however it there is a um different line Mm -hmm. being a coach than being a therapist like I can use skills right that I've developed over my Mm -hmm. like 12 years working in mental health Mm -hmm. but I'm not somebody's therapist you know what I mean so like that there is this then boundary that kind of gets drawn and like that's not that's not to say like oh don't share with me with me like whatever Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like share with me whatever is going on Mm -hmm. like that's part of everything impacts everything else you know like there's nothing that's compartmentalized in such a way that like it doesn't touch another part of your life Mm -hmm. yeah um and if it does, that's probably a bigger problem that <laughs> needs yeah. to be addressed, yeah. right? Well, and plus, because of your background, I feel like you would have no qualms to tell someone, like, maybe you should actually see a therapist about yeah. this issue. If, like, you, like, I can't be your therapist. I am your coach. Right. Yeah. And, like, you, that is totally true. Um, and there are, 
like I was just sharing with Jillian before, um, that sometimes people will like broach boundaries and they'll be like texting me at like very late at night and mm-hmm. it's like you need it's to not me like it's not me it <laughs> it's definitely not me I like barely text it but <laughs> well and I you know I'll just I'll just qualify all that and say like me and Jillian laugh because I think we both feel so comfortable sharing a lot with you but in no way shape or form are we trying to diminish like therapy is oh, it like absolutely not and like that's the thing yeah. too like they're running is amazing and yeah. like having support systems yeah. is necessary but there is no replacement for yeah. like actual mental health services Absolutely. that when you need them you know yeah. like that yeah. cannot I mean uh, of course we cannot say that enough you know exactly mm-hmm. I don't want to pretend for a second at like this time in the world oh yeah, oh, yeah. right yeah. now with everything we've all been going through the last few years <laughs> like so many of us oh, yeah. probably want to scream y'all cry all the things at all the things okay so oh, we talked to the mic really interesting heavy shit cool stuff your background we're gonna lighten it up we're gonna lighten it up and ask you some fun stuff is okay. that cool are oh, you ready of course. all right fun. i'm gonna turn this mic towards you um and we're gonna take turns so jill's gonna go first this is the mic this is the mic yes okay. yeah. <laughs> and so where do you want to start you start wherever you want okay i i want to go straight to the this and this or that because that's like oh okay okay do you want me to start with some of the other things okay well yeah. I'll, st- I'll start. <laughs> we are still going by the list, people. We're not there yet. Yeah. Um, so um, the female running scene is seeing a level of talent that it's never seen before um, with people like Molly and Kira, who I know you saw Molly like I did at Mesa. I'm going to keep plugging this because maybe Molly will listen someday. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm going to get her. Um, I'm going to get her. So how has that influenced you and in your running in the last few years? Well, with... Kira specifically, I feel like holy well, this is not a light question. I am like absolutely gonna basically cry, like okay. talking about Kira. Love which it. is totally fine. Do but, you like, need more she, wine for that? Uh always. Um <laughs> let's just top that off a little bit. She or is not top, just absolutely <laughs> incredible, first of all. And as a mother of she has three children, I think. Mm-hmm. To be able to set an American record at her age. 37. After having three children mm-hmm. is incredible and just shows that, like, it's never over. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. only over if you give up on yourself. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people do that, but, like, seeing one person continue and, like, carry oh, on, yeah. even, like, Sarah, too. Like, she's, I think she's also 37. She's a grinder. 38. Yeah. Yeah. You, if grinding. you keep going, something good is going to happen. Yeah. You only risk not having something good if you don't keep trying. Yeah. You know? And what is Tamara? Tamara calls it what? Mommy vampire blood? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Tamara, that's a little shout out to you. But, like, we all know it's true. It's like, you know, you're a new mom. You're, I mean, if you have the privilege to be able to, like, actually nurse your baby, you get all those pheromones and, like, everything that's going on. I mean, I'm not a mom, so I can't, like, act like I know actually know what I'm talking about, but it's all, like, third hand. But, you know, whatever, you're blood, you're basically like baby blood doping. <laughs> oh my God. I've heard, I've heard that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Like right after you have a baby, it, there's like this notion that you might have an easier time increasing your like VO2 max yeah. or like your aerobic capacity also because you had so much more blood in your body. Yeah. <laughs> um, which might be true to a degree um but then there's also all these things that like my aerobic capacity came back way easier than anything else like my strength or um my stability those things 
did not come back fast at all and yeah. required quite a bit of work. But, like, aerobically, it was like, oh, I can run forever. Like, mm-hmm. I feel great. Like, I could just run forever, like, breathing-wise, like, cardio-wise, like, mm-hmm. that stuff. And I, it probably is related to... Um, like, being able to run after and save your baby from perhaps, that... Perhaps. From <laughs> that <laughs> tiger sure, that's sure. about to grab it. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> this, this is kind of reminding me of something you taught me, which was about, about which was um, period power. So yeah. can we talk briefly about period power? I'm sorry. These sure. are still deep questions, but... No, it's totally fine. Oh, yeah, they're very deep. I, I like deep. I like that it's organically oh, yeah. coming together this yeah, way. Yeah. But can we talk about period power? Sure. So I like to think about period power frequently when I have my period because... <laughs> <laughs> Monthly. Every month. <laughs> because, um, number one, your testosterone is highest. So you're, like, most like a dude, essentially. Um, Ir- ironic that you're having your period but you're most like a guy when but you're that's why your period, right? right like your testosterone goes up because you're like ejecting your baby making stuff mm-hmm. so it's like when <laughs> baby <right>? making stuff <laughs> you feel like i'm five but like right before your estrogen is really high yeah and that's like when people feel like garbage yeah or you crazy know? or crazy yeah super emotional or whatever mm-hmm. maybe um but when you have your period, sometimes people are like, oh, I have terrible cramps. Like, I feel like shit, whatever. But, like, you actually can do, if you allow yourself the space to do it, mm-hmm. you can have, like, handle way more intensity than mm-hmm. you normally would be able to. Like, if mm-hmm. you had, like, if you were in your high hormone phase. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, like, kind of a placebo, in in my opinion, also, where, like, if you, like, believe this science then you'll put yourself in a situation where you can do something hard, you know? Yeah. Um, If you think of it as something that's holding you back, then it will. Yeah. You know? Just like the other thing you said a minute ago, like, everything affects everything. Totally. (laughs) Your mind and, like, what you choose to believe and think Mm -hmm. and feel and every moment affects everything. Yeah. Your performance Mm -hmm. especially. Yeah, totally. And, like, uh, often also the reason why people feel shittier during different times of their cycle is because they're changing their nutrition like inadvertently Ah. and like maybe not eating as much or eating like different type of stuff like that than they normally would less healthy or whatever yeah or like Mm -hmm. not getting enough carbs and like Mm -hmm. the biggest impact on your like energy availability and like being able to do stuff is what you eat and like how much you eat you know what I mean so pretty much just always eat more (laughs) (laughs) Just always eat more, and then you can run more and faster. Okay, so now maybe, and this is a good segue into what's actually a light question. Mm, okay. Um, what's your go-to fuel, speaking of eating? Um, yeah. Fuel, like, during a yeah. run? Yeah. Okay. Whatever, all around, like what? So during ultras, absolutely spring, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also use liquid IV in okay. my water. Um but I like the it, so I use awesome sauce as the gel, and then I also like the coffee gels with spring in the morning, um, like before. But my what I eat beforehand is um, toaster strudels. <laughs> 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 I used What's to your favorite eat, flavor? 
Uh, I feel like they normally only have strawberry. Yeah. So like I'm kind of yeah. stuck with that, but I do have like a soft spot for the raspberry. Um, <laughs> like a cinnamon flavor. I feel like that was mm. the apple there might cinnamon be. or something. Mm-hmm. There is apple I cinnamon that. and I, I'm staunchly against it. <laughs> <laughs> because Hard you're no. eating apple cinnamon in the app in the awesome sauce. That could be. Too much apple Too cinnamon much apple. doesn't no sit well, mm. right? There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I used to do pop tarts and it just like too was dry. too dry. Yeah. yeah. Like so I toaster strudels or are I'd more burn moisture. them. They burned so easily in the mm, toaster. Mm, mm. You got to turn <laughs> that just, toaster down. That starts frozen, so you yeah. can't. So you I can't agree. Burn it. That's. I mean, that's the hard part about like having traveled mm. for the past five months is that mm-hmm. I don't no have like my regular like appliances. Mm-hmm. So some toasters are really shitty. A lot of Airbnbs love Hamilton Beach, and like no <laughs> offense, but like Hamilton Beach is not hooking it up <laughs> with the toaster. Do you, do you look for toasters, like high quality toasters, when you're searching for your next Airbnb? I probably should. <laughs> but haven't been, hence the burning. Okay, I got a question. Yeah. So, literally one week ago, this was the eve before your last race. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that race and why it was special? I believe oh. it was a PR. It was a PR. So Congrats. Thank you. But that's not the first thought of why it was special. Okay. Because <laughs> you saw Molly. Yeah, that's, that's exactly why. <laughs> Um, it was a PR. It was a PR on like a regular course, mm-hmm. um, which I feel is more valid than when I was basically just rolling down a ski mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. But that's really hard on your quads too. So It is hard. It's just different. Yeah. It's not like, it's a definitely a unique skill and is hard and challenging in its own way, but I don't think it's comparable to like a flat course right you know what I mean it it just wouldn't there's no way to put those two times Mm -hmm. next to each other um so you didn't mention the distance it was a half marathon should I mention something else I just want to hear about it like how was the race for you it was a PR so obviously you felt really good about it you came out of it happy yeah I felt really good about it it actually um so I made my whole race plan and like went over my race plan with my coach and then the next day actually maybe it was that night I got an email saying I got into the elite section Ah. and I was like no no this this is a mistake this is absolutely an error um so I emailed them back and I was like this is an error (laughs) (laughs) you don't know what you're talking about (laughs) definitely wrong you got the wrong girl um and the woman emailed me back and was like no 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 mistake like you got an elite comp because I um had uh, a free race entry from uh, Big Bear from mm-hmm. the downhill course. Mm. That's um, the one you won. Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. Just no big deal. So they uh, were if like, you want no, to your own horn, I will. Yeah. We'll, we'll help toot it. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> so, anyway, so she was like, I mean, we don't need to put you in it if you don't want to be. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'll take it. But Molly Seidel's going to be there. I know, right? So. Then, so then I had to redo my um, race plan, essentially, with, like, fueling because I had, I could drop bottles. So I'm very glad. My coach was like, don't, don't tape your um, gels to the bottle. Just hold your gels, like, just in case something happens. 
um, which was a good thing because I missed two of my three bottles. So, if <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh no, <laughs> intentionally or one I didn't even see, and it was because they were behind all the volunteers, like on oh. the table. Which was so. I then the second one I saw them from far away, and I had to weave through the volunteers to That's get really over. It was Usually really like strange. I mean, I think also after. I was way slower than the majority of the elites. Oh. So oh. I they think were, by they that point. So off the <laughs> They're like, yeah, the rest of these elites aren't coming. <laughs> yeah, the DNF. Wow. I mean, every bottle was still there on the table. They just didn't even. They yeah. didn't even. I mean, they, maybe they couldn't see them. I don't yeah. know what it was, but the Molly volunteers was way ahead. I couldn't see her, so <laughs> I had no idea what she was doing. Um, but yeah, so I missed two of my bottles, and then also, um, so I had two toaster strudels before um, leaving the hotel. <laughs> were, they, were they burnt? No, they were actually perfect. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did Matt cook them? No, oh my god, no. He was definitely a, you, it was like 3.30 in the morning. A zigzag? Uh, or? You know, that's a really good question. Ideally, if you can get the right rip on the plastic, it really determines what's coming out of that tube. You know, like... <laughs> we, I'm thinking of some ideas in my head right now. We'll talk later. But okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, that morning, I ripped too big of a like gash out of it so it was just kind of like three bars <laughs> <laughs> three huge lines yeah. of, of icing <laughs> um so I ate that and then I brought three gels for the race and then one gel for before and I ended up taking one of the gels I wanted to take the gel for before like 10 or 15 minutes before and I ended up taking it like an hour before because I was freaking the fuck out in like the the place where we were waiting um because there were all these like olympians around and i was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> it, was, it was a long wait too it, it was, was a very long wait and so then i had one of my race gels 10 minutes before oh. um so then i only had two race gels and i thought it was fine because i would have these bottles which had like high carb in them so yeah. i was like this is gonna be totally fine and then i missed my first bottle <laughs> and you're like oh my god <laughs> got the second bottle and then third bottle literally just knocked it over and I, I wish you have to go. I wish you guys could see her face right now when she Carmel. said that. Third <laughs> bottle knocks it so over. What goes through your mind when like something like, like basically like something real bad like that happens at like a prettiest like a critical part of the race? Um. Well, while well, I literally said out loud, "fucker," <laughs> as I can picture hear you say, <laughs> but. I mean, it was going to be fine because there was aid on the course. It wasn't like I was out there by myself, you know, yeah. like there was Gatorade Endurance and water. Yeah. So I'd be able to, Get and something. Gatorade Endurance is high carb too. So like if I, I could just take those, you know, yeah. like it, yeah. it's not like I was out there running this solo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's always kind of another solution Option. or just like a way to figure it out, you know? Cool. Good. Well, congrats. Thanks. We're super excited for you and your PR. Thank you. Yay. I'm glad it was a good race. It was, yeah, it was a good race. All right, Allie, we're okay. going to ask you a bunch of questions, this or that. We're going to go one after the other. Okay. And you're going to go first? Jill's sure. going to go first. Okay. So are you a morning or an evening runner? Morning, usually. Okay. Treadmill or outdoors? Outdoors. <laughs> It was well, not a good duh. laugh this one. I mean, the first time too, but yeah. Yeah. Treadmill's a great purpose. skill. I mean, skill. It's a great tool to have. Yes. Um, like you may recall, to. we talked about fires. Yeah. 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 
snow fires whatever it's going rain on if you live in california and you are afraid of water but it doesn't really <laughs> rain here no. unless you're north of san francisco True. sometimes True. okay short or long races i like them both do i have to choose you have to choose this is what this is right, let's say long long <laughs> long. Let's long long okay and wait long? what do you define long <laughs> like half marathon or longer everyone's different long? everyone's different that's your definition yeah that's okay. my death okay flat or mountains or hilly races flat any flat for sure what about when you're out cruising cruising yeah like driving no <laughs> like <laughs> this is a running podcast like running. <laughs> <laughs> i love the mountains and i love like trail running in yeah. the mountains um I don't know. I like them both. They're, I just like them both. I like everything about running. Okay, guys? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to pick. Okay. okay. Hot, humid, or cold and dry? Cold and dry. Oh, yeah. That's my I girl. feel that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> team pants or team no pants? Team no pants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shorts. No pants. Shorts. What's like your, at what temperature will you put on a pair of pants? Uh, like in the 30s. Same. Same. Wow, I'm a ch- I am like a total chicken compared to you two. I wore pants this morning and it was Jenny, like 40 degrees. Jenny Banks, if she's Beautiful listening, day. she'll we'll put pants, pants on in like 60. 75 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at our launch day. So she was in pants. Cold. Yeah. Um, your turn. Strava or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, music or no? No. Why? Because um, I like to like be with what I'm doing. Yep. I think. Yep. And music, I used to run with music, and it would, like, distract me too much from what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And if something went awry with the music, it was, like, a major mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot be relying on this thing mm-hmm. outside of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need myself. <laughs> okay, what's your mon- running mantra right now? Um, well, during the race, it was patience. And then I said persistence. Um, and then... Um, towards the end, I said, "Drop the hammer." Nice, <laughs> nice. Slay the like, dragon. I was going to say that runs Slay the dragon. <laughs> okay, and you also just reminded me of one other thing. So, we were going to follow up from the first podcast on my current. What was it? What was it? Your power we? song. My current power song. Okay, so this goes out. So I'm 39. I happen <laughs> to have two siblings that are way older than me. My brother just turned 53. I think that's right, 53, 54. And my sister literally just turned 50 last Friday. What the fuck, you guys? How did this happen? I don't know how we got old. So I grew up in the 80s with way older siblings. And so all the pop culture music, instead of me listening to like little kid music, I was listening to like all the 80s jams, right? So I'm a huge Prince fan. And right now my power song is Erotic City. So anybody else my age or older who knows that song, you know what I'm talking about. It's so effing good. And all of you listening, I got to say. Download that. Well, no, wait. Before we started talking tonight, Allie and Jillian asked me the song. And I told them neither one of them had ever heard of it or heard it. But But you know what? I'm going to hear it again because it was really good. (laughs) And can I just say that when she did put it on, Allie and I could not control our shoulders. We were just immediately dancing. Immediately. And we're doing it again right now. We're going to listen when we're done here. And you guys should all press play to that. Well, if you listen to music on your next run, Prince, Erotic City. Check it out. You won't be sad. (laughs) All right. So, one final question. It wouldn't be the Remote Runners podcast if we didn't end on a poop story. Yes. Because 
we got so much positive feedback about the poop stories from the first episode. So, Allie, we want your worst bathroom story ever. Give us all the details, please. Okay, so I have two that come to mind. One is during a run and one is not. <laughs> Let's go for the run story. <laughs> I'll share you with the other. We'll share the other one with you guys after. Okay, because it's Sounds very, good. it's awesome. Who doesn't love a good poop story? <laughs> okay, so, um, I went for a 16 mile run. It, this was also I was an idiot at the time and like didn't. I waited until like noon to go for this run, and of course it started torrential downpouring. So it's like raining. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's been sunny all morning. <laughs> um, this is in Sacramento. Yeah. So I go for this run. Um, I had a couple of gels with me, uh, but I started getting like stomach pains and it wasn't from the gels. It was like, what is, it was like food poisoning or something or like some weird rumbling. It was not normal, like gastrointestinal stress from like a gel and it's torrential downpouring. So I'm like looking for a bathroom and I get to my turnaround point at like mile eight maybe. And I see a porter potty, so I run over to it, and it's locked with like a chain. (laughs) No pooping, no pooping here. You know who does that? Me and other construction teams. We're really like, you ain't pooping in our pooper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I know, but sorry. (laughs) Maybe after this, they'll change their ways. Maybe I hope. No, we won't. It might be so so disturbing that. Okay, okay, okay. Keep going, keep going. Okay, this is about you, not us. I'm coming back. And now I see, like, a legit bathroom in one of the parks. So I go up to it, and it's fucking locked. So I'm like, this is horrible. I'm literally going to shit my pants. So then I go to the next one, and it's another legit, like, bathroom setup. And it's locked, but it's, like, not really locked. So I, like, go to push it open, and this guy comes out, and he has, like, definitely set up his entire home in this bathroom. <laughs> oh, no! Tell he me he like, charged oh. you, I'll die. No, listen. He was like, do you, oh, you need to go? And I was like, I do. And he's like, let me just get all my stuff. I was like, literally the whole bathroom was like decorated <laughs> with this guy's stuff. You're like, but you're going to remove your bedazzling? Like, I don't have time for that. I need to shit my pants. There's like four bikes in Let me just pack up first. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Let me just go. I'll just go. You stay here. You live here. <laughs> Thanks for letting me use your bathroom in your house. So, so did he appreciated the gesture? Was he in there while you were like blowing up his spot? No, I said goodbye. I was like, you don't have to take a thing out of here. I'm gonna leave. I'll find something else. Oh, that was really kind of Um, you. Yeah, you were in need. Yeah. So what what happened? So I kept running, and I was like, I'm not gonna make it home. I still have probably three miles to get home. Um, So I like peel off the bike path into like a trail, like a wooded, like a dirt trail. You're looking for that special bush. Uh, yep. And <laughs> <laughs> but everything was soaking wet and muddy. Mm. So I found a log and, like, kind of <laughs> perched myself on it with my hands, like, <laughs> like, like held ass, myself ass up. hanging over the backside of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. like, feet down on the ground, but, like, hamstrings not hitting the, yeah. the thing. And yeah. then eventually I just needed to sit down on the log because I was very <laughs> tired. <laughs> and it was just, so like, the worst poop of my life. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was not even, like... Poop. It was like, it was just spray. like clay. Oh, <laughs> like, it was just horrible. <laughs> it was spray. It was spray. It's <laughs> disgusting. So I was like, oh my god, thank God, at least it's raining and it's like washing my butt. So <laughs> <laughs> then I pull my shorts up um, and I keep going. And 
I don't know where these dogs came from, <gasps> but there were two like huge scary pit bulls and they legitimately came out of nowhere growling their teeth at me and were coming like at me. I was like, they smell the poop. You shit on their log. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, no. But so then um, I'm like screaming like I'm lunatic. I'm like, get away from me. Like, yeah. like yelling, just anything super shrill. And it's still raining? It's still raining. And these dogs are like, one was like, yeah, like yipping at me, like, and like lunging towards me. And the other one was kind of like the, like the like defender, it seemed like he was like keeping guard. It was very strange. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden they just turned around and like ran away up the trail, hmm. the same direction as you me. You never saw the owner, right? I didn't see them, but I was really scared that I would see them again. And yeah. Like, because totally. they were very scary, yeah. and also I was very stressed about the poop. <laughs> so <laughs> this is really stressful. I'm like, I know I feel stressed, I'm stressed out. <laughs> but then I got home eventually. Um, didn't get eaten by a dog. That's good. And I spent the rest of the afternoon like wrapped around the toilet. Oh no! Oh. I don't know what was wrong with me. Like I definitely had some kind of food poisoning. It was oh, a as I nightmare. like to say, praying to the porcelain gods. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. okay. And on that note, I think that's, <laughs> that's the end of uh, episode two of Remote Runners. We hope you guys enjoyed talking to Allie as much as we did. And Was there, but wait, wasn't there one more thing we were going to follow up on from last oh, time? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I started closing this out. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, the, your, oh, the, we long, did the, the song. 10K. Oh, so right. We promised we'd get back to you about the largest 10K in the country. It's the Peachtree Road Race. In Georgia. Um, in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. So maybe For- we'll maybe we'll plug that as a potential remote meetup. So Ooh, I like that. I got friends in think. Atlanta. That'd Let's go. Amazing. Atlanta's fun. Um, okay, so back to your closing out. I'm sorry, I was doing so well. I know you were. You were doing really well. <laughs> so this is the end of episode two. Yeah. With we're calling it Allie's Athletes. Allie's Athletes. We're actually gonna come back for a second when some of the other athletes get here, right? So we can right. do like a little hello. Yeah. Um You'll need to hear from at least the names and the little, the voice of other athletes coached by Allie. And they're all going to ask her questions that they want to ask her. So maybe there'll be another poop story. Stay tuned. (laughs) All right, Jill, you ready? We're live again. We're back. I thought this was over. (laughs) I thought it was over too. You closed us out. Just kidding. (laughs) We're back. So... We're back with a few more guests, some additional Allies athletes. We're really excited to have them here with us. We've got Denise, who drove, what, an hour? Over oh an, hour. God, an hour? An hour? Yeah. Denise drove here all the way from Oxnard, and we have Jen, and we have Andrea. So, Denise, why don't you say hi? Hi. Denise yeah. is also doing the PR for us. She's she's taking photos of this event <laughs> while we're recording it. Because she's the best. And then, Jen, why don't you say hi? Hey. And Andrea? Hello. Okay, there's their voices. Now you know who's who. Okay, <laughs> we're back with more athletes. <laughs> All right, so Denise is going to ask our first question of Allie. So I really dislike that false dream of we can have it all. So I'm going to ask you, what is the hardest thing you've had to sacrifice or what is your biggest guilt being a running mom? That is such a good question. Okay, I need to think about this for a second. <laughs> Um, the biggest thing, I definitely need more wine. Okay. (laughs) Um, the biggest thing I have to sacrifice, um, 
I don't necessarily feel like running causes me to have to sacrifice things that are unnecessary as it is. Like, I don't watch that much TV and I do watch a little bit of TV in the evening with my husband, Mm -hmm. but it's like an hour and I don't, I like limit my time on social media um, each day. Like, there's a lot of time that I've had to reorganize that I used to waste um, in a very unproductive way and I've had to like restructure things so that I can be more productive um, and like kind of maximize pockets of minutes Mm -hmm. um, because there's no way that I can do like a 45 minute strength session when with Rue like running around like it's it's not possible for me to do that so like I have to do five minutes here ten minutes there whenever I can like find little uh, so it's like I'm essentially an opportunist yeah all the time um so my brain is constantly like how can I maximize this moment um and what can I do uh to get everything I need to accomplished um I'm definitely very much about streamlining and um conveniencing all my meals like in whatever way I possibly can like uh, a lot of meal prepping and like organizing with that stuff and also like as we've been on the road a lot of pre-made stuff so like those pre-made meals from Whole Foods or like shakes that are already done like I'm not like sitting there with a blender which I used (laughs) to do like everything you know um everything it has to be as easy as possible um there's no like complexity like run fast eat slow yeah but uh muffins are too complicated there's too <laughs> much grating and you have to refrigerate them yeah. yeah. yes as we you know too. <laughs> but <laughs> i cannot sit there and grate a fucking zucchini like there's <laughs> no time it's <laughs> not gonna happen um the biggest thing with mom guilt i think is probably more related to my husband because he also has goals that he wants to accomplish as well so like it's difficult for us to juggle like when he was training for an Ironman while I was training for an ultra like those are very time consuming um endeavors and so like the weekends were very much like us organizing like the entire day is spent like one of us five hours on the trail and another one five hours on the bike and running you know what I mean like so we're that's like our whole life at that point, you know, (laughs) (laughs) essentially, you know, um, and then now he does a run, um, he's doing a run streak. So he runs in the morning before work. So I can't run when I used to run before he would start work. Now I have to go during her nap time, during Rue's nap time. So like, it's really just juggling and like figuring out how we can make this work. And the number one thing for me and for Matt is like understanding that this is juggling so that we can Mm -hmm. both accomplish what it is that we want to um, and not harbor any resentment towards one another with regard to time because time is so precious. Um, and how we have to use our time and understanding that like these aren't personal this isn't personal at all it's like just how we're trying to make these like Tetris pieces fit in you know Um, 
Yeah. Did that answer your question? It totally did. Okay. I totally feel you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, I know. <laughs> Fuck zucchini, yes. <laughs> Three kids, yeah. yes. And it's the and older. One's young. One is uh, 18 months, so that's been interesting. But the same age as Rue? Right? Yeah, they're like a month apart. Yeah. I think. So the older two are pretty self-sufficient. I can, you know, leave them alone while I go for a quick run. But definitely mm-hmm. Cecilia, since she's the youngest, it's a little bit more Tetris and juggling. Yeah. And Eric, what are you doing? And he's like, just go. I got her. Don't worry about her. And then once I'm out, I can, you know, kind of forget and zone out. And it's mm-hmm. I come back refreshed and I come back better. Yeah. But again, it's that juggling. It's like. Love Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to say congratulations on your recent engagement. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes. It was a big December, January. It was like engagement promotions, new things, and it was yes. just like, hell yeah. Congrats. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> and running. And she's saying she can't do it all. <laughs> <laughs> It's but hard. that's the thing too like you have older kids as well and you want to be able to be at their sports yeah. their like mm-hmm. events like they have real lives yeah. now because like, we've talked about that they have track now and it's mm-hmm. like I want to pump the brakes because I want to be there I'm, I want to be there for every practice I yeah. want to be there for I'm the team mom so I want to oh, be there for the thing so totally. I don't wanna, oh, it's only a are. season in the year so yeah. it's You're like so we love Denise too <laughs> <laughs> Denise oh, is amazing you guys are both great yeah. mm-hmm. I'm glad you're getting married me too. Two great people. Right? Yeah. 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 Aw. You got to make him listen to this. October 15th, just saying. Oh. We have a date. You heard it here first. You just invited everybody. <laughs> it's in Santa Barbara. It can be a whole thing. You've been fine. RTA meet up, October 15th. <laughs> That'd be awesome. God, that would be so much fun. We should run there. <laughs> oh my god, we could like run. We could be like the little channel that you walk down the oh aisle. And we're all just, like, oh my gosh. You in. Okay, okay oh, Jen's maybe. question. Okay. Time for Jen. All right, so obviously you're an amazing coach, and I'm about to embark on a training plan with you to run my first marathon in October. Woo-hoo! So very excited about that. And so I'm sure there's a bunch of other people who are also first time marathoners. And so just wanted you to talk a little bit about sort of like what sort of base people might want to kind of build up before they even start the official training. Any other kind of like, you know, words of wisdom as people kind of try to ease into this plan mm. kind of, you know, thoughtfully and hopefully injury free and have yeah. a, an amazing no experience. more broken ankles. Yeah, no more broken ankles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to avoid potholes. Um, well, you're not going from, like, couch to marathon. Like, you've done quite a few half marathons, too. So it's, like, a, a little bit of a a, you, a different situation, I think. Like, when I did my first marathon, I didn't really run that many road races beforehand. I was just like, oh, sure, I'll do a marathon, you know, like an idiot. <laughs> And, (laughs) but I feel like your first marathon, you don't know any better or any worse. So like it, having an amazing experience has to be at the forefront because no matter what, it is your first marathon and it's going to be probably a disaster in a lot of ways, (laughs) but in ways that you might not even know until somebody later tells you, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? But like, like, there are a million things that can go wrong, but that means there's just like so many opportunities for you to make things go right too. Um, and I think with your first marathon, it, it is so much about 
soaking up the experience because it is way more powerful than any other race distance you will have ever done. It's like this insanely human community connection. And in my opinion, that has to like, there has to be a lot of space for that and less um, like being bogged down with numbers and like how to do this the best of your ability you know what I mean and more about like engaging in like just this really historic distance um and just you know happy tears and of joy and <laughs> all that sure. how excited are you to coach Jen for her oh I'm so excited I'm so excited so I want the training plan too like that was, <laughs> I may have studied before this say, time she Let's be real. Very few people are beating Jen at trivia. Yeah, for all for everyone listening, Jen has Jen is a regular and has legit teams for the different trivia nights around town. So like no one had a chance of beating Jen at the launch trivia. Just saying. They, like it was her plan for the sorry beginning. About that. Sorry, sorry. We should have warned you. <laughs> okay, Andrea, what's your question? Okay, so speaking of injuries, obviously we started working together a couple of months ago. I think a week after we started, I found out I had injured myself and had to step back from running. Um, And now you're helping me get back into running again. So just curious, the advice you would give anybody coming back from an injury and getting into running? I think um, the biggest thing when dealing with an injury is well there's two big things I think one is not just like ignoring it and Mm. thinking oh I'll just rest and this will go away um because like tend to do totally (laughs) people are like oh I I can't do anything so I'll just not do anything and (laughs) (laughs) it's like not the way it is would be better on the (laughs) magic ignore are you talking about me course like it always comes back like something will come back it will happen again it's like you don't like change whatever the reason was that caused the injury um and like for you I think you did such a good job at building your like prehab and rehab into your routine and like really prioritizing that Mm -hmm. rather than like just sitting back and doing nothing um and you didn't think like, oh, rest will heal this, you know? Like, mm. I, we talked about this the other day. Like, time does not heal stuff, <laughs> like, alone. Does you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Wow, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but did that, did that answer? What was your question? Advice after injury. Oh, the other thing. The other thing I think after being injured is um, the mental side of it where like you feel sometimes or some people might feel like uh, very antsy and like not their self like self-worth almost is tied to like doing stuff Mm -hmm. Um, and when they're not able to do stuff it can be really like shake up their world you know yeah Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. and kind of so being able to like be with yourself and like I don't want to sound like too yogi, but like find stillness, you know what I mean? And be okay with just being and not like focus on being a human doing, you know what I mean? Like human being, not human doing, like understand yourself as a person separate from like the activities that you engage in, you know? 
Um, I like patience, too. Yeah. Like, like, it's not... I remember when I was coming back from injury, I was, like, mm-hmm. expecting to, like, just kind of rebound when I broke yeah. my foot. Not the same way you broke your foot, but um, we're talking to Jen. Mine was an overuse injury, but I remember coming back and being like, "Wow, I like can't hit some of the paces," and it was frustrating. But like, you just have to like trust, trust the process, or like (laughs) trust your coach and just know that it'll come back. But it's gonna take time. Like, you're not just gonna bounce back overnight and be forgiving of that, like with yourself and. And it doesn't mean you're never going to back get back to where you were. No, you absolutely just will mean, get back to where you are. Yeah, it's absolutely. Just you just need to have yeah a little patience to restart and be kind to yourself again. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Be kind to yourself. And, like, something you just said that kind of feels important is, like, you said um, forgive yourself. And I think that is a r- highlighting that people blame themselves and like come down too hard on themselves for when something goes wrong or like if they get hurt literally right now (laughs) you know and like you don't like we don't forgiveness doesn't really have to take part because things we did don't it it wasn't like a fault that was purposeful you know what I mean like these are just like adapt adaptations that have to happen it's not necessarily like yeah you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. um we we need to be like less cruel to ourselves okay we got one final question for you is there one thing you'd like to share with all of your athletes right now She's do looking I, at you like, <laughs> you, am I pregnant? Like, do I have news to share? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, as a coach, we give a bunch of different athletes. Like, if you could have, you've got, you know, a bunch of your athletes in front of you right now. Five of your athletes. And you probably don't get all of your athletes together oh, ever. This is, like, so Right. So you have five <laughs> athletes in front of you. If you had every single one of your athletes in front of you right now, what would you, what would you say? I think I would say that you don't have to take everything so seriously all the time and like like for me personally I fail probably 99% of my workouts and but it doesn't matter like I still am getting stronger and Mm -hmm. like getting better every day that I show up it doesn't matter like and I try you Mm -hmm. know and like effort always like if you try if you show up something good is going to happen and you may not see it like right now but eventually you get a PR okay is this really the end I kind of want to keep going but I think I think this is long I think this is like well <laughs> over an hour all right we're gonna save y'all maybe we'll do episode two of this yeah part two Okay. TBD. We're signing off now for real. Good night. Bye. (laughs) Amazing.